Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. And you know who I am, the hot rod farmer, and where I hail from, Cat Swamp Road. And thankfully, all the cats are outside today. Last night, Allie's three latest kittens, all girls, somehow snuck out. Because we they sleep in the basement where all the cats sleep together, and we could have sworn they were in the house. But I went out this morning at five o'clock, and I was greeted by meowing, and not that anxious to come in. So thank God that they were well protected, that the good Lord protected them. And as you know, we get together here in the farm shop every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again with an encore Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And you could always go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and click on the FMD radio tab. And one week after it airs on Rural Radio, that episode will be up on my website as a podcast in its entirety for you to listen to it whenever you want to and we need to get back on track about the pins in my map and i've been blessed with a number of pins in my map this week so i give a big shout out to mark to mark poleski i'm hopefully i'm pronouncing your name correctly sir and he is from Stillwater, Minnesota. And is a Stillwater, New Jersey, right down about five, eh, maybe not five miles, maybe 10 or 12 miles from us. Beautiful, beautiful area there. It's right over into Sussex County when I'm in Warren County. And then next, I have to give a shout out to, uh, I, I can't say this guy's name. I mean, I can't, I can't pronounce it, but he told me, don't worry about it. Just call me Duck and I can't pronounce his town, so Duck K, and he is from Croatia, so it's our first pin in the map from Croatia, and uh, I want to thank you so much for listening, Duck, and then we have Mr. Dan Ayers from Warner Robins, Virginia, and Mr. Robert Spulak, and from he reached out to me with a question about the springs when I did the show a week or two ago about the spring rates. He got he reached out to me but did not give me he's from destinations unknown. Like when you listen to the market day report and he said crops were so many bushels were sold to destinations unknown. So Mr. Spulak, I thank you so much for listening. But I ask you to please contact me at Hot Rod Farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and Bless me with a pin in the map for where you listen from. But now we have a very, very special pin in the map. And that is from Avon Flager. And she's 13 years old. And she's a 13-year-old ranch girl from Dillon, Montana. And I looked on the map and I, she got me that pin. I went right to the map. And boy, that Dillon is in western Montana, right near the Idaho, Wyoming. That, that's a beautiful part of the country. And she listens every Saturday with her dad, Mike, over in Dillon, Montana, to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So thank you so much, Avon, for blessing me with a pin in my map and i greatly greatly appreciate it but now we have two winners this week so i need mr brian sanson from i'm gonna kill your name of your town chitnango new york and mr tom either Koch or coach depending up or coke depending upon how you pronounce it it's k-o-c-h from sterling virginia 
So, Mr. Sanson and Mr. Koch, please reach out to me and let me know where to mail your Hot Rod Farmer license plate. And if you want to get into that drawing, all you have to do is go to my website and fill out the form and let me know where you listen from, and automatically you will be in the running for the USA Made Hot Rod Farmer license plate. And on today's episode, what we're going to be talking about in depth, right? Because that's what we do here in depth. We're going to be talking about eradicating carbon deposits from gasoline engines. A cricket is here. He's, he's, he, well, I shouldn't say he's here because he always never left. All right. And how to remove them chemically and what the what the negative is, what the problems they can cause. But never forget that agriculture runs on machinery and profits on but profits on reliability and we'll be back in just a few minutes now on sirius xm the best collection of podcasts is just a tap away your podcast from marvel including the award-winning wolverine the long night an exclusive podcast marvel method and marvel's declassified original podcast from your favorite Sirius XM hosts, including Stormy Warren, Fantasy Sports' Lisa Ann, and Jeff Lewis. Listen to the podcast favorites you've been hearing about without ever having to leave the Sirius XM app. Free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. If you're a farmer or rancher, chances are you've thought about joining Kansas Farm Bureau. So what's stopping you? Your membership means you have a seat at the table when it comes to the issues that affect your farm. Things like trade, taxes, water, and regulations. The state's largest farm advocacy organization brings your message to policy decision makers at the county, state, and national level. The voice of agriculture becomes your voice and fights for Kansas farmers and ranchers. And a Kansas Farm Bureau membership includes other benefits. For about $50 a year, you'll receive discounts on equipment and supplies, cell phone plans, financial and legal support, home and office supplies, and more. You'll also receive Kansas Living, a quarterly lifestyle magazine featuring real stories of farmers and producers around the state, plus great recipes, crafts, and things to see and do in Kansas. Join us today. Visit kfb.org slash farmerrancher to learn more. This week on Rural Radio, Channel 147. Your home for agriculture news and western sports is Rural Radio. This Monday through Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, the PRCA returns for the Pasadena Livestock Show and Rodeo. And then we head over for the Waller County Fair and Rodeo. Thursday through Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. All found on your home for the National Finals Rodeo, Rural Radio. Tune in this week to Rule Radio Channel 147 and listen anytime on the SXM app. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. During a break, I realized I messed up again, right? I seem to be really good at doing that. That Mr. Ayers lives in Warner Robins, Georgia, and I knew that, but I said Warner Robins, Virginia. So if you live in, so if you if you're listening from Warner Robins, Georgia, and you say I never knew there was one in Virginia, also well, there probably isn't. It was just this guy from New Jersey messing that up. All right, so like I say, whatever. I guess uh, that's why there's pencils uh, erasers on pencils. But to get back on track, what we're going to talk about today is eradicating carbon deposits in an engine. 
gasoline engine. And you have to recognize that gasoline is a hydrocarbon-based fuel. So what it's going to do, it's going to have a byproduct of combustion, and that is residual carbon deposits. Where the carbon deposits form is in two places, and they're called either CCD or IVD. CCD stands for combustion chamber deposits, and they really don't form on the combustion chamber of the cylinder head. They can, to a certain extent, they will form there. But you have to remember when the piston is at top dead center, and even as the flame ignites and expands, that the floor of the combustion chamber is the crown of the piston. So the majority of the deposits form on the crown of the piston and some of them on the walls of the combustion chamber. So since that is the floor, it's called CCD, combustion chamber deposits. The other place they form is on the back side of the intake valve. And that's why it's called IVD, intake valve deposits. Now, what happens is when they form on the back of the intake valve, so it, that is as the as the the side of the valve, the back side is following the the port in. So that's the part that goes up towards the cylinder head, not the face of the valve that is facing the piston. And what they do is they create a number of different issues. So since we're talking about IVD, let's let's address those first. They actually become a flow restriction because you're having this carbon lay on the valve and it becomes very hard and it disrupts the airflow into the engine. And if it's a fuel-injected engine or a carbureted engine, it's going to disrupt the air and fuel mixture. So you're not going to get the full air and fuel mixture into the cylinder. And in engineering, we call that the difference between the created air-fuel ratio. So the created air-fuel ratio is the is the, the mixture delivered by the fuel injection system or the carburetor makes no difference that's what is being created and then what is called the delivered air fuel ratio so you could be creating just like you could be putting 30,000 seeds per acre into your field but only maybe getting 27,000 plants so that's the difference the difference created and delivered now also so it's impacting it that way but it also has the the effect of wicking in the fuel into the carbon deposits and that's ivd so you have and this happens either on a carbureted engine or a fuel injected engine you have to remember that in both instances that the fuel is suspended in the air it's either mixed into the air emulsified in the air in the in the in the carburetor and comes through the manifold that's why it's called a wet flow and if it's a port fuel injection type of system it is the fuel is mixed into the air it's emulsified into the air right at the entry of the intake manifold to the cylinder head where the injector is located so the injector sprays and on most port fuel injection systems, the injector is designed to spray against the valve, the stem of the valve to help break the fuel apart. So at that particular point, think of it like an aerosol can because that is atomization. It's still in the liquid form, the fuel. And what happens is those carbon deposits wick in the fuel. So it acts like a sponge. And the net result is that at low port velocity which in turn means low engine speeds 
all right? Could be under load. It doesn't have to necessarily be at idle or loafing around, all right? At low port velocity, that the fuel gets wicked into the carbon deposits. Once the carbon deposits become saturated with fuel, then at higher velocities, velocity meaning port flow through the manifold, all right, it now gives up the fuel into the airstream. So, so it's this wicking in, absorbing, and releasing, absorbing and releasing. And if you just think about it for a second, what that means is that when it's wicking it in, the air-fuel ratio is too lean. And then when it's giving it back out and rejecting it into the airflow, that the mixture is rich. So now you have an engine that acts like it's too lean and too rich at the same time. And it's all because of IVD, intake valve deposits. On the piston crown, what happens is that those deposits form, and they have the ability to wicken some some fuel, but really more at the intake valve. But what they do is they hold heat in the combustion chamber, and they hold heat on the piston, which makes the engine more octane increases the engine's octane demand is the best way for me to say it because the engine wants to have an abnormal combustion event and just a quick review we discussed this on this show many times before on my idle chat or podcast is that you you either have a normal combustion event or you have an abnormal combustion event a normal combustion event means that the ionization that the flame is started by the arcing of the spark plug and an abnormal event means that there is an additional a rogue flame all right so like like uh, like volunteer corn in a soybean field it's not supposed to be it it is rogue flame starts and that is from either pressure or heat because remember that the octane rating of gasoline has nothing not a zippo baby to do with the power level the octane rating of gasoline is its ability to resist auto combustion through either pressure or heat and wait for the arcing of the spark plug so now we have these deposits are formed it's a byproduct of the gasoline being burned even the 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 most modern gasoline still has it's going to build deposits all right now also two other things come into play that build deposits number one is that if the engine has a lot of short trip cycles so let's say you have an atv on the farm you start it you go to the barn you shut it off you go to the house you start it you go to the field it runs a lot of short trip cycles then you're going to build deposits at a higher rate excuse me and if there is any oil getting into the cylinder so you have a, a a valve stem seal that is starting to deteriorate and the the, the uh t- hallmark is the word i'm looking for <clears throat> of a deteriorating valve stem seal is that when you start the engine specifically if it's sat overnight or for a number of hours it has some whitish blue smoke on startup and then the smoke dissipates because what happens if the valve stem seal is starting to crack and deteriorate when the engine is shut off the oil is hot and its surface tension is low and it leaks down between the stem of the valve and the guide and rests on the top of the piston and that is going to make a very very high or I should let me maybe put it this way that is going to build deposits on the piston crown ccd very quickly because the oil being burned is going to have create a lot of carbon deposits 
And the other way that we can get deposits formed is from an engine that is not tuned properly. It's running too rich. It's misfiring. So in essence, so just like raising a crop, right? You have a lot, a lot of things happen. A, a lot of things need to go right to to have a successful yield. But only a couple of things or one thing has to go wrong to have your, a yield drag or even a complete failure in your crop. Well, the same thing happens in an engine. So now the thing is that if you build the deposits and specifically if they're oil-based deposits and you're not good about changing the oil on an engine or you're not good about maintaining the breather system, regardless of whether it's a PCV, positive crankcase ventilation, an open breather, what have you, that you will now add more deposits because of the oil fumes and these deposits will migrate down because of gravity, right? So it's going to come into the cylinder and it's going to go past. It's going to, some of it's going to lay on the crown of the piston and some of it is going to go past it and it is going to go and attack the top ring so the ringland area and over time it has the ability to have that piston ring seize and if that piston ring seizes you're going to lose oil control and you're also going to put more stress of combustion pressure on the second ring all right so none of this is any good all right so how can we eliminate and this this goes for every gasoline engine whether it's an old 1949 n that you still have on the farm or an old grain truck or an irrigation pump or a lawnmower any type of gasoline engine this is going to be the same scenario that's going to happen now how can you eliminate these deposits all right well you could minimize the deposits by the things i said having the engine tuned properly using a good oil all right minimizing the short duty cycle trips or run time of it but in some instances you can't what are you supposed to do if you got to get into an atv and jump and go to the barn you're not going to go down the, the farm lane and go into town and turn around and come back so by nature so each situation will be a little bit different but you have to recognize that a lot of engines are thought of being failed or worn out and all it is is deposits a lack of power poor idle quality hard starting uh i uh hard or poor cold weather performance when the engine is cold all right that's usually ivd because the fuel is being mixed be being leached in so what i want to introduce to you quickly is the concept of doing a piston soak and what a piston soak is to use a chemical that you would pour onto the top of the piston obviously the engine has to be cold you would take the spark plugs out and you would pour it onto the top of the piston and a couple of ounces in each bore and you will let it soak on the piston and it's going to need hours or even overnight it could soak for as long as you want and it is going to loosen up the carbon now that is not going to impact the carbon on the intake valve because you're soaking the piston but you're soaking the piston and the ring so it's very important that you realize that you're removing that carbon and that all of those deposits from the top ring which could save the engine the engine could be run beautifully afterwards so the best chemical that i have found and it used to be inexpensive but nothing is inexpensive today is from general motors and as you say i'm a ford guy i'm a, I'm a ram guy 
look, put that behind you, buddy. All right, this chemical is the best in the industry. BMW recommends it. Toyota recommends it. Honda recommends it. Honda years ago had so much problems with the engines in the Accord from deposits sticking the valves that the, you would you would shut the car off. It would run beautifully. It shut off. You go to the next morning to to crank it. It sounded. It had no compression. The valves would stick in the head. They used to say right in the Honda bulletin. They used to say go to GM and buy this chemical. And it is called the GM Upper Engine and Fuel Injector Cleaner. And it is part number 19355198. And it's a 32-ounce bottle. And it is now $49.39 as of me recording this show. It used to be $8 years ago, but so was everything. But what you're going to basically do is you're going to have the engine cold, you're going to pull the plugs out of it, you're going to use a funnel, and you're going to pour a couple of ounces of this GM upper engine cleaner and let it stay on the piston and let it soak on there. Then what you will do is the next, then after overnight, however long you want it to soak, all right, then what you would do is either you put a wrench on the engine and crank it around or bump it with the starter. But what you need to do is disable the ignition because you can have the plugs out and the wires there and it's combustible. All right, and the thing is that you're going to bump the engine around and you're going to push this product, whatever didn't soak into the carbon or leak past the rings out of the bore so you don't hydro lock the engine. And then you're going to drain the oil because some of it is going to leak past the rings into the oil pan. You're going to drain the oil. You're going to put fresher oil in it. You're going to put the spark plugs back in it and everything. And you're going to start it up. And the thing is that you want it to smoke, all right? Because the longer it smokes, it's going to smoke like an old crop duster. The longer it smokes, that means the more carbon you had in there. If you took a brand new engine, a fresh engine, and poured it in there within a minute or two, it would dissipate the smoke. And you're going to take the engine, you're going to start it. And if it's an application where you could drive it or put it under load, you're going to want to put it under load. You want to get the velocity up through the intake manifold, through the port, and you're going to let this thing burn off. Within a couple of minutes, it's going to burn off and that means and you're going to smell it it's removing the carbon all right whether it's a lawnmower lawn tractor seed tender old farm tractor any grain truck 2020 suv makes no difference you're going to do the same thing and then as far as removing the intake valve deposits what you're going to do is you could either use this same product or you could use a product like Techron, seafoam whatever in the fuel tank the important thing that you need to recognize is that this product is the gm product is designed as a piston soak and what a piston soak means is that it's going to work at ambient temperatures you take a product like Techron or seafoam or anything that's listed as a fuel system cleaner it needs the heat of combustion to work you pour that on the piston it will do absolutely nothing but this is, should be a preventative maintenance procedure that you follow with all of your gasoline engines. And if you have a problematic gasoline engine and you think it's tired, it's probably just loaded up with carbon.
Recent headlines about Ukraine, such as this one, wheat prices hit the front page of the New York Times, has raised awareness of how conflict in that nation does or could impact both global and U.S. food supplies and policies, according to Agriculture Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, Robert Boddy. I think more of the American public understands the vital importance, the strategic importance of having a robust agricultural industry here at home. The Undersecretary speaking to National Farmers Union members in Washington, D.C. recently, says commodity and input price increases associated with the conflict in Ukraine is playing a role in dialogue about ag in our country. Domestically, as we think about the upcoming Farm Bill, the importance of a safety net and the importance of all the things that the Farm Bill does for agriculture, for rural America, for all Americans. For instance, factoring in input cost and farm safety net programs, which currently only exist within the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. We believe talent is everywhere, but opportunity is not. There are many causes, but it mostly comes down to race, what their parents earn, and where they live. It's made worse by unequal access to technology, healthy foods, and mentors. It's time we provide opportunities for all our kids. Nothing should hold a kid back, and if we all pull together, nothing will. Visit 4-H.org today and join us. Stay informed with the latest news of agriculture with American Ag Today every weekday morning on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and I want to invite you to join the conversation as we talk the latest news, market information, ag technology, innovation, weather, and more on American Ag Today. That's every weekday at 6.52 Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. If you have any questions on this, I know I always go through this quickly because the, t- the show is short, trying to accomplish a lot. And uh, just reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and I'll be more than happy to get with you on the telephone or do whatever we have to do. But now we're going to get ready to meet me in the farm shop. But we've got to get Tex Rubinowitz in here. as my buddy from Ripsaw Records. He's the Hot Rod Man. Hey, everybody, Tex. He keeps that motor clean, he said. He means he got no deposits in there. All right, so what we're going to talk about today and Meet Me in the Farm Shop was when was the last time you gave any thought to the fluid in your hydraulic braking systems? If you're honest, most likely never. Brake fluid over time will wicken moisture. Then two detrimental things will occur. Internal corrosion of the hydraulic parts of the system and a lowering of the fluid's boiling point. When the friction surface of the brakes gets hot, the heat is transferred to the fluid via the caliper or brake shoes. If the fluid is moisture-laden, then it will boil, changing from a liquid to a vapor. The result will be a brake pedal that goes to the floor and a vehicle that will not stop. Once the fluid recondenses, the system will perform fine. But by then, it may be too late. You may have crashed. So that is the thing, is that when you have moisture-laden brake fluid, 
and it will actually boil. So you're gonna you're getting into a panic stop. You're pulling a trailer, whatever, and you you have a lot of heat. The fluid boils. You lose the pedal, buddy. It goes right to the floor, and then what happens? As soon as the fluid cools off, it recondenses, and the brakes miraculously work. But then again, it may be way 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 too late so uh it's very very important to take care of that hydraulic fluid in all of your systems and also getting back to the carbon because we got a couple of seconds here if you do the piston soak and you keep after everything and then you do a good regiment of an in-tank fuel cleaner afterwards you will not have to do the piston soak again so that is something that you need to recognize that if you didn't take care of it that that will be a problem and you need to and you need to get in line with it so listen i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and i don't want no carbon on those pistons no carbon on the back of the valves i want performance buddy because i want success on the farm you have a blessed day and i'll catch you next Hey folks, I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson. And I'm Ron McDaniel. We're the host of the Better Horses Radio Show, coming to rural radio listeners every Wednesday and Thursday. Enjoy our inspirational moment each week with Pastor Steve Stafford, as well as getting to hear from top-level clinicians, veterinarians, rodeo stars, equine competitors, and much more. Be sure to listen to Better Horses Radio every Wednesday and Thursday on Rural Radio Channel 147. It's unbelievable. Crew, let's ranch it up. Join me, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. Every week, right here on the Ranch It Up radio show, we talk the cow stuff. Some rodeo action. Cowboys. Markets. The latest cow country news, sale barn reports, and everything in between. The Ranch It Up radio show every Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Hi, I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. Hi, I'm Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, your leader in the outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We'll talk about all things outdoors and preserving our access to the forest, field, and water. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World only on Rural Radio. Your adventure starts right here. Hey, this is William Michael Morgan. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.